Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 139 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 25 through 27, where Kakashi gets exploded, three minutes lasts forever, and you won't believe Sasori's real body for real this time. Look, his real body is the realest of his bodies. He doesn't even have a body that's more real than his real body. I feel like he might have a realer body inside of his realist body, but I mean, like, that could just be a realer body. <laughs> these are the questions. Anyways, um, Blake said I should say bye after these, so bye. Uh, we'll, let's jump in. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Spencer? I guess they wouldn't know that if they weren't inside of, like, the Patreon stuff. Oh, yeah, that was a Patreon one only. (laughs) Yeah. Well, bye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so get into the Patreon only episodes if you want to get our inside jokes, your your rubes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, Spencer, I've got a question for you about real bodies. How can our hands be real if our eyes aren't real? (laughs) Oh, my God. Shut up. Oh, I had almost uh, forgotten, but then your little riff at the beginning reminded me. Yeah, He's got so, an anime, uh, too. Maybe we'll cover it. What? Yeah, Why does he have an anime? Isn't that... Who uh, allowed this to happen? Isn't that the guy from Neo Yokio? Am I remembering this correctly? I don't know, man. That's Jaden Smith, just... isn't it? He, he voices the main uh, character, and it, it's like his project... Uh, or at least I didn't know that. I think so. But I um, understand why I dislike Neo Yokio more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jude Law. Jude Law. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jaden Smith. He's the main character. Susan Sarandon. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, it, it's his thing. Uh, I don't think he made it, but I do think maybe baselessly that he is fairly involved in the creation or direction i don't think he's like a writer or anything but i think it is uh you know you know how when you're making a show sometimes you involve the actors to to help you direct where you want to go i think he's that so i don't think it's like he's Uh not show running it i don't think he's writing it he is providing the voice for the main character but i do think he has some creative say uh, but yeah, that's yeah. his thing. And if you guys don't re- recognize the reference from earlier on, I don't think he does it anymore. But Jaden Smith used to tweet the most incredible nonsense. It's so yeah, good. Like, like unreal, incredible nonsense. Yeah, like, it, it is. I'm pretty sure that he was taking the brown acid um, at some point. Um, so like, you know, I just anybody. I think it's important to. Uh, to spend a second on this how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real was what which is what i misquoted to you a minute ago i am not human and i don't speak english the biggest flex anyone will ever have is dying if a <laughs> cupcake falls from a tree how far away will it be from down the more time you spend awake the more time you spend asleep these are these are the things it is that these are quality quality writing yeah it is that like middle schooler on drugs for the first time level of deep like it's not great (laughs) but it is also middle schoolers drugs blake huh (laughs) 
So are you giving middle schoolers drugs? I didn't Blake? give it to them, but middle schoolers can do anything except to be late night host or president. Uh, okay. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, the other things that have happened this week, uh, mm. I got super sick over the weekend. Um, and then I, uh, I watched a, a whole bunch of ice cream sandwich, um, oh, which yeah. is my new favorite YouTuber. I just watched over and over again these different videos and I want more of them. It's like, oh man, there's just, it's just so wonderful. Um, but also like, I think, I think at the same time, I, I just, I want them to be longer, but I understand that it it is very time intensive to come up with stuff and then to animate it. So like, I, I get where it is. Um, here's the other thing that I did over the weekend. I, Rewatched all of the the uh, the BDG videos. Um, if you don't know who Brian David Gilbert is, you're missing out on the best YouTuber on the planet. Yeah, he's really um, good. He's legitimately so funny. Have you seen his new one where he's talking about like how you can make more money from home? Is that the one where he? And this is, I guess, a spoiler. He ends up in the woods at some point. Yes. <laughs> I have. Yes. It's really upsetting. It's like really, really upsetting. I was like, I was watching it at like, like 2 a.m. for the first time when I first saw it. And I was like, I stopped watching it and I was just like, this is the first time I've watched one of those videos. And I was like, I feel unhinged. Like- he, does, <laughs> he, he does play with horror trips in my favorite of his videos, which is the how to make jorts video, uh, <laughs> which uh, just spirals beautifully um yeah also has an amazing poem at the beginning <laughs> yes also um the other thing that i watched was his, all of his different unraveled videos yeah and i this had is, forgotten he he does I, uh he does a, se- a video series for polygon but he also has mm-hmm. his own youtube channel where he does shorter stuff so you can like look him up yeah. on i think it's bdg but it's brian david gilbert but also on polygon the unraveled series is his series Okay, and I had forgotten the one that is the best one that I have seen by far. And okay. I, I had completely forgotten about it until I rewatched it. And it's it's the one where he's doing an explanation of like uh all of the Link storyline. <laughs> oh, from Bre- uh, from Legend of Zelda? Yes. Yeah. I and don't like- think I've seen that one. Oh my god, it's amazing! I and do. There's uh, just like my favorite of his that I, I acknowledging obviously that I haven't seen all of them is the Kingdom Hearts storyline up until. Oh, that one is amazing too. Yeah, up until Kingdom Hearts three, that one's great. It's extra great if you like Spencer and I are nerds about story structure and writing. He has a lot of story yeah. structure and writing jokes in there that I don't think will go over your head if you're not a nerd, but will definitely be bonus points if you are a nerd. Yeah, they'll land extra hard if you were. Mm-hmm. But so I just hard. love the part where he talks about, he's like, and over here, over here is the animated cartoon about Zelda. And, uh... <laughs> Dude, so uh, this is a reminder to all you listeners. I am slowly but surely adding to various playlists that you can find uh, on various social media channels. So in addition to the podcast... Uh, which you should listen to. And then once you're done listening to it, you should re-listen to all the other old episodes so that you get caught back up for next week's new episode. 
every week you should do this. You should be listening to all of our episodes every week. So in addition to that, you have a Spotify playlist, which has some songs from anime on it. The stipulations that I've laid out for myself for that playlist is that it should be a full-length version of the intro or outro song for anime that we have covered. It should not be a cover. It should be the original full-length version. So if I cannot find the full-length version, or if I cannot find a version that's not a cover, it doesn't go on the playlist. So unfortunately, the playlist is a little small. There are also two YouTube playlists. One is intros and outros, same music, but it's the intros and outros themselves. So you can watch the intros and outros, listen to the songs, and then once you're done with the 90-second intro or 90-second outro, you're done and you move on. And then the one that is reminding me of this and that connects it all is the Anime Fights Worth Watching playlist. Uh, Both of those playlists are on our YouTube channel, so you can find us on YouTube and watch those playlists. Our Anime Fights Worth Watching playlist just got updated by me earlier today with Fights from Ninja Scroll, which was our very first crossover episode that we did with, um, with, uh, oh my god, what's their podcast name? Huh? Childhood Remastered. Thank you. I was like, cartoon, it's not cartoon. Cartoon, it's not cartoon. Yeah, Childhood Remastered, uh, which is a Mm -hmm. fantastic podcast uh, in its own right. They were a very first crossover. Um, But yeah, they... Yeah, I think they're on hiatus right now, actually. Yeah, I I I do too. I'm not sure if they're going to come back, which is a bit of a bummer, but they've made a lot of episodes, so that's okay. Um, yeah. but yeah, it totally reminded me of that when you said that. And I was just like, oh yeah, I should plug these things and also plug their shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so, well, the other thing that I wanted to go over that's an actual anime news, um, is that they, uh, the, there is a huge, huge spike of coronavirus inside of LA County. Um, and they were worried about, uh, the, the production schedule for Cowboy Bebop, the live action. Um, again, apparently it's not been pushed back. Uh, they are continuing forward. Um, and with that being said, um, I did read over the article again and I wanted to do like a deep dive into all of these different people that have been cast. Okay. And I've I, been thinking about this now that I've been watching the Mandalorian, which you can hear more about on our Patreon only episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, if you haven't read about it yet, uh, other than the the uh, or- original bunch of people that have been cast inside of Cowboy Bebop, um, if you don't know, John Cho is cast as Spike Spiegel, uh, Mustafa Shakir is uh, Jet Black, uh, Daniela uh, Pineda is Faye Valentine, um, who else is in it? Um, Alex Hassel as Vicious, and then Ellen uh, Elena? Elena Satine as Julia. Um, some of these people I didn't really know. I I just wanted to do like a, a more deep dive. I know who John Cho is. Most people do. Yeah, um, he's Mustafa awesome. Shakir. I had only seen Mustafa Shakir inside of I think it's the second season of um, of Luke Cage. Um, he is very very good in it. He plays the villain. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. He's like a He's like a like a witch doctor Isn't guy. Copperhead. Um, no, no, no. Copperheads for the first season, I think. Oh. I thought there was yeah. like Copperhead oh. and Diamondback, and there was like a snake theme. You're a snake theme. I haven't watched um, the second season of Luke Cage though. <laughs> all right, so 
the other the other people that have been announced, which are, are really big. Um, so my my favorite one so far is that uh, is Jeffrey Stoltz was is put out there, um, and he's he's playing Chalmers, um, and Chalmers is like uh, uh, a lawman. He was like he's Jetback's former uh co-detective um you remember him from like a couple of episodes of cowboy bebop i'm very interested to see how stultz plays it because stultz is like more often than not stultz is doing sort of a comedic riff on things i feel like okay maybe that's just what i've seen jeffrey stultz in but i mean i'm wondering how comedic they're gonna play him also if your name Um, is chalmers (laughs) (laughs) um okay uh who's the next person on here um tamara tooney um tamara tooney is uh anna um she's uh it's a proprietor of uh, a a bluesy nightclub on mars um i i think that she is i think that she is probably going to be playing um like the actual like anna that I didn't think that she ran a nightclub or a jazz club on Mars. I thought that she was running guns for him. So I'm a little bit confused about that one. Um, there's, uh, um, do, do, do Mason Alexander Park. Um, and this one I think is the most interesting one. Um, Park is playing Grin. Um, and that's inside of a, a jazz club. Um, and then, uh, do, do, do. Do, do, do. I think I think that's the I think that this is the person that is doing a um like the first um non-binary character inside of the show. Yeah, there was a news article about that earlier. I think we talked about it on the show where in the uh, Cowboy Bebop episode Jupiter Jazz, there's a character who was uh, had their biological sex forcibly changed, I believe, by the yeah. chemicals or whatever in the war. And you can learn all about that in our episode, which is also helpfully titled Jupiter jazz. Uh, but yeah, they, it, it seemed like a trans character and they have basically said they're going to be casting, uh, casting it as a trans, uh, I think specifically gender non-binary character. And they said something yeah. along the lines of like, when this initially came out, when the anime initially came out, we didn't really have the language for what that was. And we didn't have the sort of understanding that we do of that today. So that's a really exciting thing um, there. I would also say I've been excited about this series. We talked about this several times on our show, how uh, Spencer and I are both cautiously optimistic here. And I would say I think the the various castings indicate something that I think I have been suspicious of, which is that they're probably going to take a few choice side characters and blow up their roles a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But also... Coming back to The Mandalorian, which, again, you can hear us talk pretty lengthily about on our Patreon episode this month. We, uh, I think The Mandalorian is really similar in some of its foundational DNA to Cowboy Bebop. They are both space westerns in a sort of grungy futuristic space. I know Star Wars is not the future. Don't at me. So mm-hmm. uh, the I think they both have a, a sort of similar vibe in a lot of ways. And I I think they play out very differently, but the, Mm. the sort of success and presence of the Mandalorian in conjunction 
with this Cowboy Bebop project that has been forthcoming for a while makes me really enthusiastic that Netflix might be trying to make Cowboy Bebop their The Mandalorian. And it is a really good platform to be a The Mandalorian type hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would actually have a lot of crossover or sort of a lot of similarities as far as being sort of a nerd culture thing that ascends to mainstream because of its quality. And, you know, who's to say mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're trying to go in a t- completely different direction. And hopefully it's not the kind of thing where Netflix is like, we want a The Mandalorian. So axe everything you were doing. But like, I don't know, I'm still pretty hopeful on this one. And I think that only makes things seem more like they're going to turn out well. Because I think Netflix will see the writing on the wall that this is the thing they can compete with that using. Yeah. Okay. So Mason Alexander Park, um, who we were talking about before, is playing Gren. Um, I I think a really interesting like a, a piece of work that you should check out um, is look up that name. You will find um, their website. Their website is has their performance in Hedwig, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, and if you don't if you haven't seen that show before or if you're not aware of it be prepared it's a it's a lot um <laughs> yes. but it's also a really wild show um and uh this this performer looks really fantastic um Rachel House is playing Mao which is really interesting to me because Mao is man inside of the actual Cowboy Bebop uh series so I'm wondering if they're going to be playing around with gender bending things yeah probably um, and then um, there's Han, uh, uh, Anne Truong, and Huao Zude, Zunade, Zunde. I can't pronounce it, but they have hard to pronounce last names. I mean, in your um, defense, you also can't pronounce most of the names of the characters on the yeah. shows we cover uh, on a week to week basis. So I, I think you're good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, they're playing Shen and Lin. Um, Shen and Lin uh, were. Uh, uh, they were fighters inside of the syndicate of the red dragon. Um, it looks like they're doing a gender bend with, uh, with, I guess that, uh, Lynn they're going to play, play around with. Um, but anyways, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm excited. The more cast members come out, the more excited I get because I feel like they're grabbing people that have like actual, um, uh, not gigantic names attached to them, but also enough gravitas and power underneath them to make them into like solid characters. Um, I, I think that I think that that's going to be one of those things that is a Netflix hallmark. Um, is that most of the time when they are doing these new shows, they will not pour all of their money inside of the first season into. Um, just like a, you know, a crap ton of stars that are just insanely expensive. Um, instead they will, you know, put some money into those people, but they are looking for people that are passionate about the project. Um, and I, I read this great article that just talked about how, how passionate, um, uh, Cho is about the project and how much he enjoys the actual series of Cowboy Bebop. And I was just like, okay, if you're a fan, I want I want fans to be really into this. Yeah. Because like, I don't. I just. I can't. I cannot stress how important it is to me for them to get like the first episode right. And the biggest reason why is that it's just like you can completely lose people if the music is wrong. 
if the soundscape is wrong, if the characters are barely off um, inside of the anime community because of this being a gold standard inside of the anime community. So it's just... I have have maybe a counterpoint to that. Okay, are your is your argument gonna be that they're marketing to the people that are not anime fans? Um, some of that, but more about adaptation, which is just that, like, you know, even from that cast list, it looks like they're changing up the genders of some characters. They're going to be reframing the way they talk about this trans character as a trans character. You know, there are going to be ways that the show is changed and different, and that's going to be intentional. And some of it's not going to be as good as the original. But I don't know. I think uh, I guess the the part of what you're saying that I'm I latched onto is like fans will be upset and potentially reject it out of hand if the characters are even slightly off. And I think that is too high of a bar to clear one, because I think how the characters are carries enough subjectivity with it that that bar is impossible to clear every time for large portions of the fan base because they, you know, interpret the media and the characters of that media through their own lived experiences. And also because it is an adaptation, right? Like they are fans, they're going to be trying to be faithful, but it's also, it's being done in live action. They are almost certainly not trying to recreate the episodes. And uh, Mm -hmm. it would be stunning if they're trying to recreate all of the episodes. And even if they do some of them, they wouldn't be doing it uh, shot for shot, you know? So... Mm -hmm. There are, there's, I guess this is something we talked about before, so I'm not going to get like super soapboxy, but once again, there is nothing inherently wrong with adapting a character. And we, we as like fans too often fall into the habit of discussing an adaptation of something as not being faithful to the source material in that it is not a direct recreation. And that I think can be extra difficult for us as anime fans because most anime is a direct recreation of the manga. And that is, you know, sort of unique to that medium, but this is not that. And so Mm. we should not go in expecting these to be mirror images of each other. We should go in expecting these to be recognizable versions of that. And I think that the debate should be around whether they landed close enough to the anime while doing something interesting in its own right, not whether they nailed the anime. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, um, we have Naruto episodes to talk about this week. Uh, but it's a lot they're, of fighting. Uh, so it's yeah, they're going to be pretty quick. Um, so, but, uh, but we, we still have them. So uh, with, Maybe that, I should just, with that being said, I'll just do the previously a, on for like 20 minutes. Does that sound good? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> okay, since you soapboxed, I'm going to do the previously on and let's stumble through this. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's do it. Previously on Naruto Shippuden. Okay, so there are like a bunch of characters and they're ninjas and they're inside part. of a forest. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they're gonna they're gonna fight against these people that are are mean ninjas, um, and those those mean ninjas are trying to trying to get big giant uh, monster bombs out of little children babies. Um, 
whatever. Um, anyways, uh, Blake, tell us what happened previously on Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> Naruto is an anime about ninjas, and they are, of course, anime ninjas. So they do cool things like breathe fire and move the earth with magical powers. Uh, the main character is named Naruto. That's where the series gets its name. He was a young, brash kid in the original series. Naruto Shippuden is a sequel series that takes place three years after the end of the original series. In the manga, in the woods. if you are... Huh? In the woods. <laughs> They're in the in, woods. <laughs> they are occasionally in the woods. They're so... in the woods all the time, Blake. They're all the time in the woods. I mean, Sometimes if you the can woods see... Are... Grow in sideways through, and you can see a tree. And if you look to your right, and you can also see a tree, are you not at all times in the woods? <laughs> so, uh, so Naruto, if you're playing along, so are at you home, telling me if I'm if I'm walking around with like two two small trees that are just always attached to a specialty belt buckle that I've created that just carries them around. I can just be in the forest at all times. I'm just picking up what you're putting down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, So um, if you're, if you're playing along at home, the Naruto uh, manga does not change its title. It is just Naruto the whole time, but there is a time skip and Naruto Shippuden differentiates that in the anime. So Naruto is now older. He's around 15 years old. He's gotten much more calm and collected than he used to be much more skilled than he used to be. And uh, the he and the story around him have gotten a little more serious. So Naruto made best buds with a previous enemy called Gara. Gara has uh, the ability to move sand around, and that sounds pitiful when I describe it like that. <laughs> He's just always carrying around a shovel in a bucket. <sighs> And then he, every once in a while, he's just like, he like takes out some of the sand and just rubs it around on people. And they're just like, ew, I don't want sands on me. (laughs) Yeah, he's just a really, he's like an obnoxious friend. It's like when you go to the beach and you get sand in your, in your shoes or God forbid in your swimsuit, like that's Gara's whole deal. So, uh, (laughs) so Gara, the sand up your butt crack of characters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing up there making a pearl <laughs> so uh in in naruto land there are different villages that the ninjas call home and each village has what we affectionately call the ninja president gara after being a horrible antagonist in the first series has since chilled out and become the ninja president in his hometown but uh he was attacked by some bad boys and he was knocked out and taken away. And those bad boys are from a group called the Akatsuki. We saw them in the original Naruto uh, as a sort of mysterious group that some powerful characters were a part of. New powerful characters, as of Shippuden, showed up. One is called Daedara, who has little mouths in his palms. See, I didn't mess it up this time. And those mouths chew up some clay, and they spit out that clay, and that clay can turn into animals that walk around and then explode because the mouths turn clay into bombs. Uh, Sasori is a big puppet boy, and he is going to be our main focus today. Daedara took Gara. well, both of them took Gara to a secret cave, and they took something out of Gara because Gara has a big giant monster living inside of his body, and also so does Naruto. They have what are called tailed beasts. Uh, Gara's was the one-tailed, Naruto is the nine-tailed fox, and uh, the Akatsuki seem to want those tailed beasts for some reason. 
They took the tailed beast out of Gara, which has left him super dead. But Daedara is carrying around his corpse to taunt Naruto. Naruto is chasing after Daedara with his mentor, a guy named Kakashi, who has uh, a thing called the Sharingan Eye that is not... Uh, you're supposed to get it from being born with it, but Kakashi got it through other means. So the two of them are after <laughs> Daedara, and Daedara would love to get Kakashi separated from Naruto, because Naruto is another target of the Akatsuki, and if they can do a two-for-one today, that would just be great. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. uh, K- Kakashi and uh, Naruto's other teammate is Sakura. She was basically the useless girl archetype in the original series, and she has since become a super strong badass, thank God. Uh, in this episode, she will continue to be a super strong badass because she is matched up uh, as a partner with a woman named Chio. She's an uh, older woman from the village that Gara is from. She also is a puppet master. And they are fighting off against Sasori, who happens to be Chio's grandson. Uh, Sasori has the very unique and super fucked up ability to turn people into puppets. So he can, he can basically kill you and then puppetify your body. And uh, unlike other puppet users, he can retain your special powers when he does that to you and use them for himself when he uses your puppet body. Uh, This is not cool, and Chio would like to convince him how uncool that is by beating the shit out of him. And that's pretty much what we're going to be focusing on today when we pick up in Naruto Shippuden, episode 25. Cool. Episode 25, three minutes between life and death. Um, This is going to be a uh, way too long thing, which is three minutes. Um, Let me tell you, these three minutes are the 2020 of three minutes, which is to say they last way longer than minutes have any right to. That's that's true. Um, so the the big thing about these three episodes is that there's going to be a very, 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 very good fight that happens inside of these episodes. Um, and uh, I kind of uh, I'm going to give you the next two episode names uh, because I need to go over some things that are going to be happening with Kakashi and Deidara and Naruto first. Um, because their their story is not nearly as important as what's going on here. Um, so there's episode 26, Puppet 5, 10 versus 100, and then 27, Impossible Dream. Throughout that, um, uh, Kakashi is... Uh, he gets distracted at one point and has to run away from Naruto to distract these um, bomb crickets that have been thrown out um, yeah, he, by he Daedara. Gets successfully separated from Naruto, essentially. Yeah. Um, Daedara is just like, I exploded him, um, but it turns out that it was actually a ruse, which it always is in Kakashi's case. Yeah. Um, and then Kakashi catches up and they're like, all right, we're going to chase after him some more. And that's all that happens inside of there. I don't think that he also, Kakashi has Mangekyo Sharingan, which I think is new. I don't think we've ever seen that before. We see it at like the very end, but he doesn't do anything with it in these episodes. Yeah. It's just, that's what's, that's what we're going to be covering next. So even though we haven't covered the material for today, that's your cliffhanger for today. Uh, also, yeah. uh, this episode, the, these three episodes, um, and I think some of the preceding ones as well, are uh, l- laden with occasional sakuga. And if you yes. if you don't know what that means, uh, sakuga is when the animation goes very high quality, particularly uh, especially episode twenty six. <laughs> yeah, p- particularly. Like, 
in relation to like swift movements and fluidity in the animation that is sakuga there is a lot of it here but weirdly it seems like they are trying to have sakuga on something of a shoestring budget or they're trying to stretch the sakuga so instead of like what we've seen in the original Naruto, where every once in a while one episode is high-quality animation. It seems like they are making high-quality character animations laid over regular-quality background animations. Or and, sometimes weird 3D roots and water that they're uh-huh. going to run through. And they're I peppering don't like it. it. Just like you get like one to two minutes of Sakuga and then it's back to normal. So it looks yeah. great. And then it's like normal and then it looks great, which the normal has gotten way better than it was when we started out with Naruto. But like yeah. the Sakuga is nice in this. And I would say uh, Kakashi running away from the bomb crickets is a good example of mild Sakuga. It's not going to take your breath away, but it looks real good. Yeah. Okay. So um, first things first, uh, Sakura is going to reveal that she has inoculated herself um, with a um, with a antidote that converts any poison into harmless proteins. Uh, she says for three minutes. So she's like, I have three minutes left to fight. Um, and so Sasori is just like, okay, well, if you're gonna fight um, in this way. I'm going to take it seriously and I'm going to fight with my final form. Um, and that is himself as a puppet. Yeah. Um, it's just like big giant blades come out of his arm and start spinning like propellers. Um, a, a giant um, like pointed metal snaking rope that kind of looks like what you use to like snake out a drain in your house. Yeah. Um, except you, for it's uh, covered in poison. If you play Pokemon, it's kind of like a uh, Gigantamax Inteleon uh, sitting on its tail. It's like one of those. I also noticed his uh, Sasori has like this horrible chest thing that turns mm-hmm. out to be his real body. Uh, and it is, it has the character for Scorpion on it. So like, it makes sense. Kind of his whole aesthetic has been scorpions. And that tail mm-hmm. is kind of like a... Okay, the cat wants in. That tail is kind <laughs> of like a scorpion tail. And he's got all these blades. And it's like a a sort of like deconstructed, idealized scorpion power set. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. He's also obsessed with poison. If if he is... He is coated in poison, so just just know that. Okay, I'm um, just gonna I'm gonna let the, the cat in real quick, so you just talk for a second. Okay. Anyways, uh, so the other thing about Sasori is that uh, he, he he decided to invest in a a fire hose that is also a water hose, um, and he he uh, installed those into his arms. Um, so he first starts shooting out some fire and then when the rocks get really hot that, uh, old lady Chio and Sakura are hiding behind, he then shoots them with water and then they explode because I guess, you know, expanding and contracting on rocks. Yeah. Um, Also, where does the fuel for this fire comes from? He shoots it out so long and Chio explicitly is like, holy shit, how, how hot did he get this to be? And I was like, I don't know. Where's all the gasoline or whatever. Yeah, well, I know where it's coming from because um, every time he uses these two, uh, he uses these abilities. You see a chakra scroll um, break uh. inside of his back, um, and so they're they're going to be stored inside of there. So they're he's magic. using these abilities through it. Yes, you know, um, I sh- after after however many what is this like one hundred and eighty eight 
episodes. I should have just guessed it was magic, but I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, he's then going to use a water stream uh, to shoot out um, and like start cutting through things. It gets really, really badass animation quality inside of it. There's even this part where like he's shooting it at Sakura, she dodges it, and then it's the the pressure is so strong that it like shoots his arm up, and you see like it cut through the wall and then it goes up into the sky and you see just like a, a cloud in the distance just evaporate. Um, it's really cool. Um, and uh, then there is a an additional piece that is really, really cool um, where he ends up uh, like stabbing over at Sakura. Um, Sakura isn't able to dodge it in time um, and they decide that they're they're like, okay, we we need to do something else in order to deal with this. And so what we're going to do, old lady Chio is just like, I got it covered. And she's like, I'm going to use this ability that was used to take down a castle. And it is to control 10 puppets at once. She's controlling one puppet per finger. It's yeah, really, they, really cool. They're I also going to establish these different puppet designs. Oh yeah. This is great. It, it, this is so, this is a good example of like, how creative naruto can be because each of these puppets has like a thing that it does and you get to see a lot of them i don't know if they do 10 distinct ones but you get to see all these cool moments where these puppets have like special unique things that they do and it's just awesome and it's not it's like unlike a lot of anime powers it just happens and you know we as i've said on the show before i'm a big fan of anime powers that have exhaustive explanations where you understand the exact specific rules that they play by so that you can see the creative ways they use those rules to win uh i love that i think that's a lot of bleach and uh it also shows up in naruto a lot although to a lesser extent um but uh this is a good example of the alternative which is just showing us sort of a rapid fire set of creative uses of a different kind of thing and i really enjoyed this uh it's also important to note that in this moment as she pulls out these 10 puppets uh i think saucery notes that in the ninja world a puppet master's skill is based on how many puppets they can control simultaneously, and Chio is atypically skilled by being able to control 10 at once. Yeah, she is incredibly powerful, is what he's explaining. He is then going to be like, yeah, but I can control 100 at a time, and he releases his 100 puppets, and there is going to be a fantastic battle sequence. This is going to be one that uh, I hope, Blake, you found that and put that on the list of the anime fights. Oh yeah, this um, will so be coming. Our, our, Yeah, you should definitely look it up if you haven't seen it. If you haven't watched this episode and you're not watching along with us, go and watch this fight. It is fantastic. It is it is the best puppet fight that I think happens inside of all of Naruto Shippuden, at least in my opinion. Um, I think the the only problem with this fight is that it is just fighting. So at this that we basically what we've had at this point is a back and forth. And this fight contains a little bit of back and forth couched in a lot of fighting. And Mm -hmm. the fight, if this were animated worse, this sequence would be boring because it is just a drawn out fight to get us to the next step of the battle. Um, But the way that you make a fight with a little bit of plot progression and a little bit of plot relevance cool is by making it high quality. (laughs) 
and they do that. So it's totally worth watching. Um, yeah, I think it being the best puppet fight is maybe arguable because it's a little, it could be people and it would be the same fight. It's not inherently mm. puppet, uh, but it is very good. And the Sakuga is on here pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Um, I, the, the last part that is going to happen inside of this fight after there's a bunch of back and forth, again, watch the fight, um, is that, uh, they are going to use a technique that, um, Chio has handed off to Sakura. Um, it is a ceiling, um, puppet that, uh, Sakura is going to throw at Sasori. It's a horrible tooth mouth um, thing. Yeah, and it hits Sasori. Um, however, uh, Sasori has secretly ejected his like core um, and injected it into a different puppet and then snuck up on um, old lady Chio to stab her. But Sakura gets there in time. She takes the stab for him or for her. Um, and then the very end of this fight sequence is that um, Sakura is going to... Um, she is going to hold the the blade in place um, and force Sasori to back up and then come at her again. And when he does this, he is going to slip into a, a basically a, a little bit of a... I don't want to call it a trap because, I mean, technically it is a trap. He, he, he gets stabbed by two puppets that Chio, are con- Chio is controlling, which are his mom ironically his, his dad puppet, mom and so dad puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is emotional but, warfare. Yeah. But the other thing that uh, they have done is they've made him step into a space that is um, going to be an additional ceiling space from a different one of old lady Chio's puppets. Um, the, the thing that is talked about afterwards a lot, um, by the way, uh, the, the antidote had wore off. Um, there was one antidote left, uh, Chios, uh, without asking, um, stabs it into Sakura. So Sakura doesn't die from her blade wound. Um, yeah, I think and at then, the cost of her then having no antidote for herself, right? Yeah. She had already been stabbed as well. So she was, she's dying of poison. Um, but Chio also, um, at the end of this, in order to get the, the, the blade out, she has to give her life energy to Sakura in order to help Sakura make sure she survives as well. Um, and, uh, and while she's doing this reviving jutsu on, um, on Sakura, there's a whole conversation back and forth between Chio and um, and Sasori about how she's like, if you're reviving her, shouldn't you die? And then she's just like, oh, well, she wasn't dead. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not dead. Yeah, <laughs> so she's like, uh, I was like, okay, way to hand wave it at the very end of the sentence. <laughs> she's like, uh, well, um, this is a jutsu where you exchange your life for the life of a person who has died. And Sakura's not dead. So I got you on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, what um, kind of fucking but- legalese nonsense is this? I love it so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but then the other thing that happens is that, uh, Sasori is going to be like, fine, if I'm going to die, that's fine. Um, I'm going to tell you guys that, uh, you can, you can go find Orochimaru. Here's where he's going to be. And then after he dies, um, Chio says this really interesting it's thing, like, which is, she's like, he's he like, gave an before, opening. before I die, who wants to hear a story about a bridge? I know. Uh, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> The thing that Chio says that is really interesting is that Chio's just like, he should have been able to dodge this. 
And I, it, it kind of makes you wonder if like, if he was there still inside of himself and wanted to die. Um, and yeah, it's a so really interesting. interesting, yeah, it's a really interesting, like little bit of a spin to put on Sasori is that Sasori was like, you know, still himself and maybe he just didn't want to exist anymore as a lifeless puppet that couldn't feel anything anymore. Because yeah, at one point, Asakura is like punching his face and he's just like, I don't know why you're doing that. I don't feel anything. You're just hurting your hand. And yeah. it's just like... He he also says this weird thing where he's like, I made myself into a puppet, but it's not complete. I'm not really a puppet. I am a person who has made their body into a puppet or a puppet who couldn't become a puppet all the way. And, and it's yeah. just like... He he seems to be expressing that he is not satisfied. And then she says this thing. And like, what's great about this is that I don't think there's a lot of ambiguity usually uh, in these scenarios. I think a lot of it is like, usually how this would go down is that Sasori would either reveal that he let himself be stabbed and have a little speech about how he wanted to die or he didn't feel human anymore and choosing to die made him feel human or whatever the hell. Or Chio would reveal that she knows he let himself be stabbed either to prompt that speech for him or to give her own speech after he's died explaining it. And there is no speech. And that's what makes this so interesting because there's just ambiguity. Sasori says this thing about how he's not quite complete. He's not quite what he wanted to be. He also, he seems to try be trying to entice Sakura to let him turn her into a puppet for a minute, which is interesting. And kind of just like an aspect of this, it's just a complicated interaction in a way that I think we haven't had for a while. Things have been exciting, but simple for a while. And this is an interesting little character beat. And Sasori dies like this is he, this is the beat he goes out on. So this is absolutely like fascinating and because of the way it's done and talked about like it's up for discussion. Is Chio right or is she just weakened from a battle and starting to be poisoned? Was he able to mm-hmm. to dodge her or was he exhausted too? Is she overestimating him or is she reading past his facade? Yeah. It's really interesting. Um anyways, that's uh that's our episodes of Ship It In for this week. Um, and stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. 
New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Biz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with Comic Book Keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind Podcast Network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 37 through 41. Oh, you thought you were going to be able to sit down and rest? No, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta keep on fighting. Um, also, uh, if you were, if you were wondering, um, we need you to stay up for another thirty-six hours. Um, and if you could do that um, afterwards, uh, there's going to be a third fight. Um, and after you're done with uh, the third fight, um, we're going to need you to stay up for just uh, another 12 more hours um it's not a big thing um but then after that there's going to be a fourth fight fine